the views and opinions expressed on Deliberately Linked are entirely those of the host, who are completely responsible for all show content. These views and opinions are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure in any way any kind of condition, or to promote any specific lifestyle, belief, religion, political affiliation, or personal practice. Nor is the information presented deemed to be accurate or verifiable. What is up, deliberately linked viewers? Lace them up and lock it in. Because on today's show, we're going to pose the question of what happens when Pandora's box gets open to paying college athletes. It's a good topic. And I, if anybody's listening, don't just discount this right away and say, okay, well, I don't want to hear and talk about sports. Because, yes, is obviously that the topic. There's yep. going to be a lot of uh, statistics involved here. But there's also going to be a lot of um, insight on really how we should be thinking about this. And this this really falls all the way down to your children and your peewees. And if you're a current high school athlete or college athlete, stay in tight on this. Yes. Because you're going to get an education today. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. But before we get going, Visionary Meals, our sponsor for today. Thank you, Visionary, Visionary Meals, for sponsoring Deliberately Linked. Uh, guys, we just got to shout out our local paper here yeah. uh, for Visionary Meals. We got uh, published in a fantastic article on kind of what the company is about. And from that, we have been getting some amazing feedback. We've been getting some uh, amazing inquiries from really potential customers, maybe like yourself. So uh, thank you. We appreciate the story that was shared uh, from our local paper and really just sharing the message of what Visionary Meals is, what it really is, and really the vision within the vision. And I think our viewers, um, some of our readers of the article, yeah. got a glimpse of where Visionary Meals is going in the future. Yeah, and it goes back to what we constantly talk about on here. Whatever your goal is, there better be a passion behind it. And if there's a passion, there's going to be a vision. Yep. Um, because you got to kind of see where you're going. Otherwise, you're just walking aimlessly and running into things. But excitingly, works. you're coming up in November. It's holiday time. Yes, it um, is. So Actually, Visionary Meals is going to be doing some cool stuff with maybe some desserts. We, and, we so. are. Uh, maybe a, a Ryan's famous dessert that we might be yeah. bringing. So, so make uh, an order and they're free. That part's free. And speaking, that part is free. <clears throat> so speaking of that as well on the Thanksgiving time, uh, I'm going to give our deliberately linked viewers a little sneak peek of what Visionary Meals has planned going into November. So uh, if you are one that loves, obviously, a Thanksgiving meal, I think we all do, but you're just not one that enjoys cooking that much food for that many people. Visionary Meals actually will be offering bulk items for your Thanksgiving meal, sweet potato souffle, your, your bacon and green beans, uh, you, you name it, guys. We might be whipping up some special homemade dumplings, whatever it might yeah. be. If, if you're a family that is just, you know, you got a five Thanksgivings to go to and you're like, yeah, I just don't want to cook mine. Uh, Visionary Meals is here for you to take that load off your back. So Absolutely. stay tuned for that. That will be on our website, visionarymeals.com, under our bulk tab. So you can get your Thanksgiving dinner um, in bulk. I'll tell you what, nobody likes doing dishes. <laughs> yeah, dishes. I'll let Visionary Meals do the dishes every day of the week. You name it. That's right. I love it. Very good. Good stuff. All right, Mark. Well, fair play to play act. What is this, man? I think there's probably a lot of confusion so we probably need to sh uh, straighten that out first, okay? Because it's it's not I think what people think is it's 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 not pay to play. Um, yes. Theoretically, on paper, the universities are not dishing out any cash. Correct. Um, theoretically, it's, it's, it's going to be done through third parties that are. Um, if you're not watching, I'm air quoting third-party people who are investing into the university. Right. It's designed for a, to basic, basically to allow athletes to profit off their names, images, and their likeness yeah. Um, yeah. Through, through whatever they bring to that university. And obviously, I think we're going to dive into some interesting numbers and facts 
of, of what these players do bring to the it, university. And I think as a whole, I think as a whole, it's not a bad idea. Right. I would agree with you. Um, I think the rollout of this idea is very dicey. It is. Um, you re- we really got to consider it. Now, today, we're, we're going to specifically be talking a lot about college football because that is the major money market. Mm-hmm. Um, that is where a lot of the money is created. Um, you honestly don't see many people walking around in a boys baseball or a girls softball shirt or a tennis uniform or anything like that. And I'm not knocking any of those people. I'm just saying the reality is, is the public, this is what they're after. Yeah. I mean, college football is the number one sport in the country. It is. No doubt. There is no question to that. And I think with just probably college basketball being right behind that. Well, they're the only two sports that get full ride across the board. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's college actually, boys basketball. College boys, not girls. Okay. Correct. Well, uh, even on top of that. So there, there was a UCL, a study um, that estimates, though this was um, done a, a couple years ago, but it estimated that Texas football players are valued at uh, $513,000. Yeah. Um, and Duke basketball players are valued at $1,025,000 each. Yeah. Each. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so and that makes sense that, because you're talking, perspective. you're talking about a Texas football team of 100 plus and right. then a Duke basketball team of 15. Right. So their value is going to naturally be higher. No doubt. I think that, that where I say when it's dicey, um, as we talk as a whole, mm-hmm. um, you, you really have to separate this from your D1s to D2s to NAIAs, yeah. D3s, JUCOs, all those. But then where I think it gets dicey, especially in today's environment, um, where already there's a lot of talk about equality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you already see inequality in the way the scholarships are passed out and the way the pies cut up. Yeah. And I know that they break that down based upon income, right? Where the university is making the most amount of money. And I get that. Okay. Um, so let's not get into that argument because that could be a whole show in itself. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk in this in generalities. Yes. Um, and we're also going to talk in this with the understanding and compassion that all these kids are fantastic athletes no doubt. and they all deserve to be treated equally. I would agree. Regardless of whether you're on a full scholarship or a partial, or even if you're a walk-on, but you're on the roster. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in the big picture too here for, I think all of us to remember is these athletes that do go on to play at the next level, which 8.8% of athletes from high school football go to either play D1, D2, D3, um, NAIA, or JUCO. That's it. Um, that's it. 8.8%. So, so Yes. So you're talking currently uh, in the United States of America, there's over 1 million high school football players. Wow. Yeah. And less than 9% go play at a a level, just yeah, the not even level. at what we consider the elite level, right. just a level. Only eight point eight percent. That's 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 a small percentage. Very compared very small. To that big of a very number. very small. Um, so you got. I think the thing to remember though with this topic is these athletes that are going on to play at the next level are more than likely going on to play because they love the game that they play. Well, I can't imagine. I, I honestly, I cannot imagine anybody, um, and you know, and right. as well as I do, that's willing to take on that type of responsibility, right? Because we're not talking about just practice. We're not talking about that. You're, you're talking about taking on a full education. It is, yeah. As well as all the practice, the games, the travel that come with it. Yeah, and that's one so, of the arguments. It's a yeah, job. Yeah. It's a it, job. It is. It is. And it's a job, theoretically, you're not getting a, a, a money value return. Correct. I think that's where the viewpoint that's where is, it gets hazy. Is, is hazy. Because are you receiving actual cash in hand? Mm-hmm. No. But are you receiving Benny's? A hundred percent. Very much so. 100%. Especially at those D1, D2 levels. Yeah. Um, well, and even down to your NAIA. I mean, NAIA can give out scholarships. Yeah, okay. Um, right. JUCO can take care of you. Yep, yep. Division three is the only place where they can't do it athletically, but I know a lot of Division three schools, as you do, mm-hmm. um, are very good about 
if especially you should be academically eligible, yep. um, taking care of you academically to no slighten the burden to entice you to come play for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's good. how it works. Good. Yeah. So, um, buddy, we're dealing with some backdoor office stuff today. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, the, the, these are those weird, funny meetings with a guy that just looks scary in a car in an alley. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. And I think, and I think another thing that, um, you have, you have really, you have two, two people arguing. You have the NCAA, which is a business. Oh, absolutely. Um, they're obviously a business to make money, which I'll just come out and say, you know, there's a lot of things. And I think you would say the same yeah. thing that the NCAA does that, you know, we both just disagree with. Um, I would call them corrupt. Yeah, very much so. I think yeah. any, well, I don't say any, but most, a lot of large corporations yeah. um, to that degree, th- there's always some I, corruptness within. I, I'm always uh, sensitive when I feel like any business or even any uh, activity yeah. reduces human beings to a number. Right. And I feel that's what the NCAA does. Yeah. I, I feel that it's never personal. Um, it's all down to numbers and we put them together and we create these statistics and how much money can we make off these numbers for sure. Um, and so I don't like that. So really kind of getting into the nitty gritty of this topic, guys, I think, I think really one of the best ways to go about this is, um, naturally I think pros and cons are just going to come up. Oh, sure. Um, and, and what, I guess, how does it, how does it affect not only college football or a college sport? Cause I think it's, is, this is really not just football. This is all college sports. Well, that I we're think talking. this is where it begins. It does. And then I think your trouble engulfs everybody. So just so as you guys, the viewer understands, um, this recently, um, as of now, so October 3rd or whatever it was uh, of, of 2019, uh, California's, their governor, they just uh, released basically saying, hey, they signed the act of yeah. fair pay to play. So all, all universities in California are, are going to have to abide um, by these standards. And I think it's starting in 2023, yeah. I believe, is when the, the actual um, enforcement, I think, of this act is going to take place. And you've already seen some of the fallout to where, uh, you know, the, uh, the head of Ohio State has already said that Ohio State will not play any team from California. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. uh, already you, you've created this horrible, ugly, muddy puddle. Right. Yeah, but and, but un- unfortunately or fortunately, depending what side and view you take, there are other schools that are following. Some yeah. Colorado, Florida, Illinois, yeah. Kentucky, et cetera. I mean, there's um, there's there's a handful of schools. Um, fun fact: I'm going to show my political side here on the show. Um, I just thought this was very very interesting. I know uh, what you're going to say. <laughs> Ten out of the twelve states that um, said they 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 want to sign and agree and move on with this uh, were. Were Democratic representatives. Not shocking. <laughs> Not shocking at all, especially starting in California. Not shocking. Ten out of the twelve. Um, so that's just yeah. I'm honestly take, take at this point still surprised California is a part of the United States of America. So <laughs> I agree. Um, I agree. But Mark, so how does this? How do we think this is going to affect um, not only the school but the game? Well, I, I think that's evident in the products we're already seeing. I agree. Um, I, I think. As you know, my favorite is high school football. I'm a ginormous high school football fan. Love it. I love the passion it involves. I love uh, just seeing the pride Mm -hmm. that these kids take and the pride the community take in it. Right. And I think you still see some of that at the college level. I think anybody that goes to a college game or watches a college game, you still have the tailgating. Um, The stadiums are ginormous because they pack them. Mm -hmm. People are passionate about that localized team. For sure. But I think once this goes in and it's set up, and if this is the direction they want to go, I think you'll see far more of an NFL style product. Yeah. Um, I, I think you'll see the contractual issues. Um, 
I'm telling you right now, these NFL stadiums are already smaller. And if you go through the list, I mean, most of these NFL stadiums aren't even selling half their tickets. Mm -hmm. So there's far less passion into the product. Right. And then what do you create? You create animosity within your locker room. Yeah. That's a problem. We're talking about the ultimate team sport and you're now potentially damaging that. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. And actually, um, many many know the name Tim Tebow. Um, it was actually just on an ESPN show, First Take, um, and he kind of talked strongly about this. And actually, Lincoln, right now, let's plug that in and let the viewers take a listen to this. Take a listen while you're on the show. You, you know, I, I feel like I have a little credibility and knowledge about this because when I was at the when I was at the University of Florida, I think my jersey was one of the top selling jerseys around the world. Uh, it was like Kobe, LeBron, and then I was right behind them, and I didn't make a dollar from it. But nor did I want to because I knew going into college what what, what it um, what it was all about. I knew going to Florida, my dream school, where I wanted to go, the passion for it, and if I could support my team, support my college, support my university, that's what it's all about. But now we're changing it from us, from we, from my university, from being an alumni where I care, which makes college football and college sports special, to then, okay, it's not about us, it's not about we, it's just about me. And yes, I know we live in a selfish culture where it's all about us, but we're just adding and piling it onto that, mm. where it changes what's special about college football. Tim. We turn it into the NFL, where who has the most money, that's where you go. That's why people are more passionate about college sports than they are about NFL. That's why the, 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 um, the stadiums are bigger in college than they are in the NFL, because it's about your team. It's about your university. It's about where my family wanted to go. It's about where my grandfather had a dream of seeing Florida win an SEC championship. And you're taking that away so that young kids can earn a dollar. And that's just not where I feel like college football needs to go. That's fair, There's man. that opportunity in the NFL, that's but fair. not in college football. So obviously, Tim you know, brought up some excellent points. Yeah. I think talking yeah. about kind of what you were just talking about, Mark, uh, the passion and the love and uh, for the game of the commodity, like bringing the, the towns together, especially yeah. at that high school level, there's so much passion and love uh, for, for the game of football, but really for whatever, whatever sport we're talking about here. Oh yeah. And I, I, I agree. I'm going to have to agree with Tim's point on this, that there. There is so much taken away because it, it is no longer it is no longer uh, we it's it's me like Tim was oh, saying yeah. there because it, it becomes well, and, all and, about me and that me over we that isn't just one individual talking now you're talking about an individual filled with a locker room of 100 plus people right. right. That's a huge issue. Exactly, exactly. And I think we're going to eventually see a lot of stuff that we we have seen in the NFL if money starts getting involved with these athletes. We've seen in the NFL to date players holding out because they're not getting paid enough. Well, so here's my question. Where does it stop? Exactly. So you, we're, we're going to take, and most of these kids are, and I'm going to use this word, they're going to be poached right out of high school. Right. Because you're going to base this on rankings. For, there, there's all these systems out there that are going to rank these kids, whether it's point. 247, whether it's rivals, they're going to rank these kids. The higher your ranking, the more likely you're going to get poached. Yeah. So then what happens when here's a kid who's ranked at a certain level, whether it's a car lot, a booster, a private clothing company, or whatever, mm-hmm. goes into contract with this kid and the kid doesn't produce. Right. So then what happens? Yeah. Or what happens when you create a contract, the kid goes out there and he, he's doing amazing because he's an elite athlete and now he doesn't feel the same worth. He doesn't, he doesn't feel that he's getting his due. Yeah. So what's, how's that due? Because theoretically, the university's not involved. Right. But who's going to be affected? His yeah, team's team, going to be affected. For sure. Because who's to say this kid says, you know, I don't feel like playing this week. Right. Because uh, my boosters didn't take care of me enough. Or uh, Where does it end? I don't feel like my jerseys are getting pushed like they used to get pushed. Where does it end? 
where yeah, there, there has and, to be and a then line drawn. What pressure is now going to fall on this head coach or position coach? Because let's say a three star kid is out playing the five star kid, three star right. kid takes the starting lineup, and right. the five star kid's all over his coach saying, Hey, I've got this contract, I gotta produce. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is hold on let's use the magic word this is amateur sports well not for long <laughs> it's supposed to but be but when you said it and we opened up pandora's box yeah that's what this is we're opening up a whole can of problems i mean i don't think people understand and i think one even the the greater issues here for me I, i'm a parent um I, a couple of my children are just very good athletes mm-hmm. um and you know they're kind of in the middle of this game right now you know, they're talking to college coaches, they're looking at the coaching landscape or the college landscape. And the first thing that they hear out of my mouth is you're picking a university. Mm-hmm. You're not picking a sport, you're not picking a coach. Right. Because at the end of the day, I need you to be somewhere where you're happy mm-hmm. and where you're happy in your studies. For sure. Because the truth is this making it at the next level, if you get there, that's one thing. Staying at the next level is another thing. Yeah. Because by the time you're done playing, we're talking you're in your 30s, right. and now we have a whole life to live. Mm-hmm. Let's get that degree that you're passionate about, that you're interested in. Let's go somewhere. This changes all of that. Yeah, yeah but I can go over so-and-so, and they're going to pay me X amount of dollars. Now, they don't have the degree I want, or they don't have the studies of my interest, but they're going to pay me X amount of dollars. Yeah. So now you're going to completely change all of that to make some short-term gain. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. We already struggle with college athletes who don't graduate. For sure. Well, we're we're dealing with such a small percentage on those that are gambling that they're that they're confident enough that they're going to go to the next level. Well, and I don't think they understand that either. I mean, I, I I don't I know for a fact our high school students and athletes do not understand the percentage of the next level. I know that for a fact, yeah. and I and I would be very very positive that most of the college athletes do not understand the statistics that come with professional athletes. Right. Right. And I don't think they. I do. mean, it's like. 0.2% that, that go just, on to the next that's NFL. Just, that's making it in the NFL. That's like now you're making it to a professional sport. That's, yeah, that's population. Only 0.2% even make it to the NFL. Right. Period. Yeah. So 0.2%. <laughs> these universities that say maybe they're enforcing, hey, you need to get a degree. So, um, well, think about it like this. Think about it like this. So there's, there's roughly 92,000 college football players. Okay. 92,000. Yeah. Okay. Every year in the draft, they only take 253. Right. Only 253. That's crazy. Go to the draft. Okay. And really, once you get past like round four, eh, that's yeah. iffy. You even make a practice squad. Right. Right. I mean, first rounders and second rounders, maybe your third rounders mm-hmm. are going to be guaranteed that first couple of years yeah. because they invested in you. After that, you better show them something. Right. I mean, and when we think about these star ratings, you know, these kids that are coming out five star, two star, three star, whatever it may be. Those percentages are not near what people think. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not even close what people think. I mean, you got to break this down. So if you're a five-star kid in high school, so I'm talking to all these high school kids right now that are ranked, and if you're listening, please please perk up right now. Mm-hmm. Out of all the five-star guys in the United States of America, only 52% of you will even make it to the NFL draft and get drafted. Only half of you. Of the five-star. Of the five-stars alone. Okay. Okay. Out of that, only 39% of you are going to make a team. So three out of five, every five-star kid will not even make an NFL team. Yeah. Now, you say, well, what's that have to do with anything? Those are the kids that are going to be getting poached. For sure. 
Yep. Those are going to be the elite list. Yep. We're going to hit our five stars first. We're going to try to pay these guys, get them into our system, start making some money with mm-hmm. them. That's exactly what they're thinking. Okay. And you and you pose the question: well, What happens if this guy? And what happens when it doesn't happen? And, and honestly, what's the other question is: What's happening to you know to our walk-on guys that have the, all this potential? You know, they're just they're getting they're getting. That's where the back. animosity within the group mm-hmm. comes. Right. You're going to hurt your product. You and I'm okay. Now let's move out of the football landscape. Please, yeah. Let's move out of the football landscape. Let's talk about our Olympic sports. Okay. Let's talk about our Olympic sports. Because actually, interesting though, I don't know, I don't know the point you're about to make. Olympic, Olympi, Olympic sports. They first were not. Um, they used to be am- considered amateur. Correct. And now they they have they can get paid or professional. Correct. You want to title so that. you move into that world where all those kids. That is that is the kids in college. That's their goal. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. want to become the Olympian for sure. Which absolutely, I, everybody. I mean, everybody that I know. It, there's nothing like the pride in the American flag right. and seeing your Olympians, you know, perform for your country. Yeah, it's like the highest of the high. Mm-hmm. What happens to those kids when they're in college? Right. Who right. who sticks up for their five who's, stars? Yeah. Okay. Who, who promotes them at their car lot? For sure. Who who's making a T-shirt for them? Yeah. That well, kid's the, out there doing things. I mean, that people have never even heard of. Right. You look at Michael Phelps, you never even heard of Michael Phelps until he hit the stand. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because these, guys, kid are, was these put- guys are putting in just as much time, working just as hard, if not harder. I would say more. <laughs> I mean, these because guys Because most of these kids, most of these kids aren't even living at home. Right. I mean, Michael Phelps will tell you about how he, he had to leave to go live with another family to train with the coach that he needed to get him to the next level. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about all this hard work. And where, where's his buck? Yeah. All these universities, they have that. They got dive teams. They got swim teams. You know, girls softball teams, girls softball teams. There, there's girls on that softball team that are playing, starting on their team, and they don't even get a dime from the university. Right, right. Don't even get a dime. It's, it's. There's. I don't see a way for it being fair across. There the board. is no way to make yeah. it fair. The only way you make it fair. So, currently, right now, the NCAA pays out two point nine billion dollars annually to roughly 150,000 student athletes, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. That's only at Division One and Division Two level, yep. okay? The only way you do that is you take $2.9 billion, you take 150,000, and you divide it in half. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Divide it out. Yeah. Because that's the way it works. If we want to talk about equality, that's how equality works. But everybody's going to make the argument, well, uh, it's football and basketball that bring in all the revenue. Right. I understand that. But that doesn't put them to a whole nother level of standard yeah. that these other kids don't work equally. As yeah, well. I mean, as a country, we're trying to stop segregation, and we're literally just... We're creating more. We're creating a problem. We're creating more. And it, it's already there. <coughs> Excuse me. It's already there. I mean, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But we know for a fact that a certain Division One FBS program, we have a, a friend on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Yep. The stories this man will tell you <sighs> yeah. about the benefits these college athletes receive... Yeah, it's already night and day compared to the other student athletes. And I think that's the ultimate argument: is these students are already getting paid. They're living a very they're, plush they're life. Now, sure, I, I can argue the other side of okay, these students might be getting full rides. They might be getting benefits X here, X here. They might have free food. Uh, they might get. I mean, Johnny Manziel. He used to talk about when he was at A and M. He used to get carted from class to class. I mean, these these athletes. They're getting taken care of. Um, oh, but I think I, I think the the argument is is for on the opposite side for these families. I think so. I do think there is a, an argument for 
these athletes that do come from, you know, high poverty. Um, yeah. I, I, I've, I've heard a lot of stories of, you know, athletes, um, you know, coming from impoverished areas of, you know, not knowing their family or living, bouncing from, you know, home to home. Or in foster their, or care. Foster I mean, care yeah, of or course. Wh- whatever it is. But I think the argument to that is you, you create your future. And the, their ticket, their payout is here's here's an education, That's here's an opportunity. Ticket. Now you have an now you have a choice to do something with it, and it's yeah. totally up to you. If you're like if you're going to roll the dice and think you're going to fall into that point two percent that's going to go on to the next level, at least speaking for the NFL, to make money and not take your education seriously, that was free. You're crazy. You're ignorant. Yeah, you're crazy. You're ignorant. And and even there's a fun little fact for you. A lot of the Division One programs. Even though you leave early, let's say you go into the draft, most of those kids are eligible after three years. They yeah. leave early. Yeah. Most of those D1 programs say your scholarship's still good. So when you want to come back in five years, it's still free. Right. If you don't take advantage of that, you're nuts. You're, you're crazy. I mean, I, that I, is your ticket out of wherever you are is the power of the mind. For sure. Yeah. That, that, that is the ticket. It is. Because now you have the know-how how to improve. My, my biggest problem with that entire argument when people want to utilize that and they want to say, well, you know, these, these kids don't have nothing. They come from nothing. Their family's broke. Their family's struggling. I am every bit of sympathetic with you. I've worked in those neighborhoods. I know what that's like. I've seen it. Right. I have absolutely seen it. But you're talking about sacrificing potential, the, the amount that you're willing to sacrifice for a very short-term gain. Right. That does not help them in the long term. Correct. That does not make a generational impact. Right. What makes a generational impact is if this child takes advantage of this education, betters himself, mm-hmm. and then not only sets the example for the younger generations to do, mm-hmm. but he can create a whole new landscape for that family. Right. He, right. can, he can do all this with a higher education, not only create it for them, but then know, then know how to protect it for them. For sure. I mean, when we talk about that, you say, well, what are you talking about protect it? 78% of NFL retirees, 78% are either bankrupt or in under financial stress after two years of retirement. And if you're doing that without a form of education to protect yourself, to help you create another form of revenue, you're in trouble. There's no going back, oh, hey, I had a scholarship. Can I finish my And degree? you're still in your 30s. It doesn't work that way. You're still in your 30s. You've got years to live. Right. And how does that affect the family as a whole? It doesn't. Well, I've heard the argument so many times. Well, you know, these players just want to be able to give back to their family so they can travel to the games and stuff. I agree. That, that would that's be nice. That's already being done, though. That, that would be nice. But that, in my opinion, that's on the university. That's already that's being done. That's on the done. NCAA, NCAA and the university to make sure these families can travel. Yeah. And, and uh, was it Dabo that just said that? Dabo, yeah. Dabo just said the senior parents from um, last year's Senior class, they got $17,000 each right. to travel. That's already being done. Yeah. That is already being done. And no offense, I've got five kids. If, if my children go on to play, I'll tell them, hey, I'll watch it on TV. I'll get to the yeah. ones I can and, I'll, sure. and the ones I can't. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And by the way, there's 100,000 people in there. You ain't going to see me. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think there is a level of exploitation. Um, there is a, now, I think that's understated. There is a ginormous level of exploitation yeah. that occurs, especially when we start talking about um, these these upper echelon college athletes, mm-hmm. a, a ginormous sure. level. Yeah, um, and I think that is probably where this entire argument has stemmed from. Yeah, and I get it. I mean, really, if we want to talk about this, this goes back. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been. Maybe ten years. Ed O'Bannon from UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, a very prominent high school or college basketball player, and I think his. 
I don't know if his face was on the cover of uh, the video game yeah. or it's just fact that he was in the video game. Right. And that's kind of where all this started. Now, there's also a backstory where he's broke and he's bankrupt and he obviously, it's not fair. You see them making money off your likeness and you want to make sure. money. I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, you had opportunities too. It's, right. it's what you decided not to do with those opportunities. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in a way, especially if you're an athlete getting a full ride, like we've said before, they are paying you for they they are paying you a full ride to get a full education to play the sport that you love, and that gives them you know maybe the right, maybe it doesn't. However, you want to argue it to sell your jerseys um, yeah. and to their. And my thing is so the, a quote from the first take said the, the exploitation of college labor is unconstitutional. First off, I think it's a stretch to call it college labor. Um, but all I got for that is then well, don't play the damn game. Well, okay? okay, here's my thing. Did any of those kids get forced to play? Exactly. Don't play the damn game if you're going to be over there on the sideline saying, oh my gosh, you're making X dollars so off my jersey. You can't call it unconstitutional if it was voluntary. Correct. Number one. Exactly. Because it's a very ignorant statement. And my thing to that is if you really want to keep the system pure, yeah. stop selling the freaking jerseys. <laughs> all right? Well, stop well, selling I mean, the jerseys for their well, likeness. But see, what did they do a couple of years ago? So they took all the names off of them and now they just use the numbers. So, okay, that's pretty crappy. Why don't we just go out and everybody for now you can customize your jersey anyways. <laughs> right. I mean, people customize their jersey <laughs> left and right. You, anybody can do that. Yeah. Okay. Get over yourself. Yeah. It, seriously. How about, how about you just be happy that all these people want to wear your jersey? That should be the ultimate compliment. And in your mind that you're playing the best damn game that you think. But see, exists. this goes back to this goes back to for me, the, the greater problem above and beyond all of this is the mental impact of this on our young individuals for sure okay keep going on this i like because this. you're going you already have you've we've already put mm-hmm. all these professional athletes on this pedestal and everything that they do is a triple trickle effect yeah. because now our kids see it well if it's cool enough for him it's cool enough for me right. and not everything they're doing is something i want my kids emulating mm-hmm. and you already see it too at the high school level when these kids the way they act on the field you can watch a sunday football game and watch that same trash uh-huh. Uh-huh. okay that is not how young men should be acting Okay, we're getting rid of class. Yeah, we're we're literally getting rid of the integrity of the game. Oh yeah, oh no doubt. Okay, it's going away. There, it's, it's, there. it's me, me, me. It's flash. It's what bling can I wear? What can I look like? How do I look like this? And then you know where the trickle effect really gets down to? How many umpires or referees have been attacked this year alone? Right. Tons. Right. We just had one here locally where the guy was almost beaten. For separating two kids from fighting on the field. Really? That all stems from stuff like this. It's a mindset. Yep, yep. You're treating me unfairly. Mm-hmm. This isn't fair. Well, I'm the best kid, so I should get X, Y, and Z. Me, me, me. You know, LeBron James is allowed to travel. So when do the rules only become applicable when we decide to? Or if, if I'm going to apply this rule to you because you're really not well known. Mm-hmm. But it, since you're the star, I'm not going to apply this role to you. Yeah. When we, we all scream for equality. We all scream for fairness. We scream for all those things. Well, when do we actually start doing it? Mm-hmm. Mark, there's, there's, a, there's a reason that the ratings are the highest, again, pertaining to college football as far as people viewing the yeah. game. Because it is the best game out there. And, and at least in my opinion, I'm biased, obviously, to football. But the reason these ratings drop off so much is, you know, from college football to the NFL is for – the, the character, the mindset of the game that completely changes. I mean, the atmosphere from, uh, we're not even talking high school, the atmosphere from college football to NFL is literally night and day. Oh, it's, it's because now it's, it's money, money, money. I mean, don't get me wrong. College football is money, money for the universities and the NCAA. But those, the, the mindset of those players is totally different. And even if you want to break it down to the nitty gritty of the money, these college athletes that 
do think that they're going to fall into that 0.2% to make it onto the next yeah. level, the mindset of their game completely changes. It's, I need to show up every dang day to be the best athlete that I can be because I have bigger and better dreams to play on and continue yeah. the game that I love in the NFL. Instead, this mindset, I'm telling you, it's going to change. They're going to be, how can I show out? How can I be that showboater on Saturday, Saturday morning, Saturday night football uh, so, so I can get the boosters, so I can get the sponsors, so I can get people to buy my jersey, do this for me, do that for me. And next thing you know, their, their game starts to diminish. Their education is not even a little bit there anymore. Well, why, why are you worried about your education when you're already getting paid? Exactly. Yeah. Why? And I, it, and, become, it becomes a true side effect of this. Right. Like if the NCAA and all these uh, people who think they're smarter than what they are, if you really, really cared, if you really, really cared, you would find a way to make the education far greater importance. No doubt. You would, you would find a way to allow these kids to study the way they need to study, to allow these kids to take all the majors they want to take, to actually live by the bylaws of the university. Yeah. And only those who actually qualify get in. Right. I'm telling you right now, for all you listening, that doesn't happen. For sure. That doesn't happen. If your kid doesn't play sports, you can go look at what the entrance is to get into university, and you can say, that's what's going to be held over your kid's head. They better meet those requirements. I promise you now, go interview some of these guys, get them to be honest. They're going to tell you, if you're really good at a sport, yeah, those are flexible. Right. That's, that's not how it should be. You're not preparing people to be adults. Yeah. You're not. And then you want to give this child, they're still children, we can call them young adults, and that's used flexibly too. It only applies when they want it to apply. You know, when there, where there's an injustice, they're a child. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when they're doing something really good, well, they're, now they're a young man or woman. Right. No, 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 no. These are 18-year-old kids who have no idea how to utilize this money. For sure. So if you are going to do it, you better not give it to them till the end. I, that, and I agree. And I think that was another one of my points is if these players are getting paid, it has to come at the end. It has to because the integrity of the game, it, I think it's going to change if they're getting paid regardless. Uh, but if these guys are getting a, a payout weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it might be, it's it's over with. I think the thing about all this that really rubs me the wrong way, um, and you know, I have boys and girls, and my daughter has been an athlete uh, since she could walk. Right. Uh, and I tell everybody, anybody that talks to me, I'll tell you right now, and I'll say it over this entire public platform. My daughter is the most natural, gifted athlete in the house. For sure. Um, hands down. She's she's a great athlete. Um, she's unbelievable. She picks up stuff well, and she's just an, a crazy competitor. Mm -hmm. um, but I have watched her her entire life get treated second rate because she's a female athlete. Right. Her facilities suck. Mm -hmm. uh, they get the worst practice times. The shared facilities aren't really shared. you got to beg for your time to utilize them. Right. Okay? That's what happens. That's exactly what happens. And now we're sitting here talking about uh, these entitled football players, which, by the way, an FBS team has 100-plus, like 114, 119 kids on the team, mm -hmm. 85 of which get full-ride scholarships. Right. Okay? Wow. <laughs> there are 13 to 15 girls on a college FBS team, softball team. Mm -hmm. Maybe three of them get full rides and everybody else splits the pie. Right. So right. these kids are now complaining they're not getting enough. Right. When they don't realize, too, yeah, we make all this money for the university. You do. The, the university doesn't just hoard that. Correct. Okay? Number one, you have the greatest facilities. <laughs> yep. Your facilities are off the charts. Yep, yep, you have yep. you have personal physicians, you have neurosurgeons, you have physical therapists, massage therapists, best of the, best. the best of everything. Mm -hmm. And all they're asking you to do is share a little bit of your pie. 
for these other, let's say girls softball, mm-hmm. let's say boys baseball, let's say track and field, let's say the golf teams. Yeah. Let's say all of those. That's all they're asking you to do because I'm here to tell you, those kids will not receive anything mm-hmm. from this. Nothing. Right. Yeah. And you're already getting a free education. If you're, let's, I want to use Ohio State. If you're going to go to Ohio State on a full ride scholarship, one of those 85 players, the equivalence of that scholarship over a four year degree is $88,000. Mm-hmm. You're already getting that. Right. These other individuals, they're paying that. Mm-hmm. And all they're doing is asking you to pay, and you're telling them it ain't enough. Right. That's where I draw a line. I agree. And it just really, really bothers me. And guys, I, we've beat the dead horse, I think, on this topic. But I, I, some people might ask, okay, where does this even come from? Where does this start? Again, I think this starts in the home life. Oh, it does because this this question never would have even been posed. It never would have been brought up if if I think the mindsets and and our home lives were different. If if parents were instilling into these athletes that it's it's not about you. All Correct. Right? Uh, I mean, it's cliche as, as it is, guys. What happened? That you know, there is no I in team. I mean, this, this, this life that we live, guys, I mean, as, as Christ followers, guys, I mean, we are, we are called to be servants to serve, yeah. right? And, and to, to love those and, and to, to help those around us, not to, to help ourselves. Well, and, and to what, take advantage of a platform. Correct. All these yes. guys, you are getting a gift of a platform that millions of people see every week. Every week. And right now, the message you're sending is greed. Is, is idle me. Idle me. <laughs> I mean, that's literally, I mean, one of the Ten Commandments not to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just, I, I, I personally do see both sides. Oh, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I agree with you 100%. I, 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 we went into the show, I myself not wanting to be too biased, but personally, guys, personally, coming, speaking from a college athlete, um, I'm an athlete that is, is against this guys. And I might not have been a college athlete that had this huge likeness of, of a bunch of, you know, I had a bunch of money on my back where, you know, I could have been in it from it, from it, but I'm, I'm a college athlete speaking from experience, speaking from the, the love of the game. I mean, out of, out of all things, talk about the love of the game, guys. I'm a college athlete that fell into the 8.8% that went to play D3. Talk about minimal to little publicity. Talk about yeah. minimal to little to little likeness. I went on to play Division three football because I love the game. I love the game. I love what it does as, as, a, as a team, you know, as a family. I, do, I love what it does mentally, physically, guys. And I'm telling you, that is, that is what we are taking away. You get on to D2, D1, these athletes, they, they are getting that publicity. They are walking around on campus and yeah. everyone's knowing their name. You know, you, you are special, okay? You are getting your college. Oh, but uh, by the way, you are those getting, are God-given abilities. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You earned it. I'm not going to say any of them don't work. I know you work your tail off. Yeah. But you are genetically gifted by the hand of God. Amen to that. To be able to get the results you're getting. Right, because, I mean, I'll say it out here too. I've said it before on this show. I guarantee you I work harder than a lot of those D1 athletes. Yeah. But hey, I'm sure I didn't have the God-given abilities. God has blessed me in a lot of ways, and I'm very fortunate for that. But guys, I'm telling you right now, D1, D2, you, you are walking around as somebody. You are walking around getting paid in more ways than not, yeah. guys. So this, this mindset of me, 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 I need more. I need the, the universities taking advantage of me, this and that. I just think it's a bunch of BS. And I think you guys need, I think we need as a society, as a culture, as the NCAA, as these corporations fighting for uh, both, sides of the, uh, both sides of the ball here, I think we need to sit back. I think we need to take a couple steps back and look at the big picture and remember, okay, why do we why do we play this game? You yeah. know why why do we put this game on television? Are, are we putting it on there well, um, for money? Which yes, the answer is always capital to that. But we're we're putting this game out there because we have athletes that love the game. 
But I'm going to tell you this too. You have athletes that love the game. The athlete, the, you athletes, anybody that's listening to this, who's like, no, 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 they should be paid. They should be paid. Let me tell you something. Do you know who's going to pay for that? You, the consumer. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Why does it cost $1,000 for a family of five to go to an NFL game? Because yeah. we got we to pay those, those, uh, those payrolls. Mm-hmm. You, you think that's not going to affect the college atmosphere? Right. Guys, it's going to trickle effect down to you. That's exactly what's going to happen. They do it with everything. It's going to then be paid for by the consumer. Yep. And it's going to lose. Eventually, we get to the point where we can't pay enough. Yep. I mean, heck, look at your cable bill. Why do you think your cable bill is so high? Because they've created all these TV contracts. and They're yep. paying out billions of dollars in TV contracts. It's so true. I mean, we're, we're, we're making decisions that aren't even beginning to be thought out. Uh-huh. And then we don't even think about the trickle effect of what does this do with the, the mentality. Guys, go watch a peewee football game. Wherever you live, go watch a peewee, uh-huh. peewee football game. Watch that peewee football game be like, oh, no. <laughs> because you're going to see the coaches acting like idiots. Then you're going to see the players acting like fools. Mm-hmm. And you're going to wonder where they get it. They're mm-hmm. emulating all this stuff they see on TV. Yep. So why we don't use this platform to have a positive effect, I have no idea. I don't get it, okay? Yeah. And, and it is. It's, it's tracked down by greed. It is. It, that's what it becomes. And, yeah. and we've stopped thinking of our fellow man. Right. You know, one of the greatest things to think about is, you know, you don't harbor your neighbor and, and, you, and you love your enemy as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Guys, those things are gone. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a person of faith and you try to live by your faith, which at just FYI, we're all going to fail at that. Just keep trying. Yeah. Please keep trying. Yep. But until we get back to that, right. this stuff's all going to fail. All this is going to do is create more problems. Uh-huh. I mean, how, how old is the saying? Mo money, mo problems? I mean, guys, I was <laughs> right. a kid when they were saying that. Right. It's only going to result in this. That's a fact. That's a fact. And for you people who are, you know why college football is so great? Because we still live, we still live in this blind society that we think college football is actually like fair and nobody does anything dirty. <laughs> right. Okay. Let me tell you something. The elite kids are already being taken care of. For sure. Okay. They're already being taken care of. I, I know of multiple situations where families just happen to be moved to nicer <laughs> neighborhoods and have better jobs. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's real. That yeah. really, really happens. That stuff does But happen. we live under the cover of that it doesn't happen. So this is going to taint that. Right. Okay? Yeah. And all this is is the attempt of these uh, very wealthy individuals to control the product, control the environment. Mm-hmm. Okay? And now something that was illegal, we can make legal. Right. And once again, though... They're doing it at the cost of these student-athletes. Right. These student-athletes think they're winning. You're not. You're losing. You want to talk about modern-day slavery and exploitation? No doubt. You're walking right into it. For sure. Because the minute you accept a buck from these guys, you've now attached yourself to their puppet strings. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you, you think you're signing with this, um, what are they called? These, uh, not NFL, these agents. So oh, these agents in college. Sharks. So you're going to have these agents, guys. They're <laughs> Mark said it, guys. They're sharks. taking advantage of you. They can't wait to sign that deal and sell you whatever you want to hear because they're going to get you this much money, guys. Because they're making they're, 30%. Yeah, they're going to take you to the cleaners, boy. And let me tell you something. The minute, the minute your value drops... Hey, your friendship's over. Yeah, it's done. I thought you loved me. Yeah, no, no, I, no. I did when I was getting paid. Right, That's, right. Folks, I'm telling you, this, this is more detrimental. Get out yeah. of the money. This is so more detrimental to the mental psyche of these individuals. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. They look at this stuff and they want to live this life. Do you know why? Well, because they see it all over Snapchat right. and Twitter and right. Instagram and right. these guys living large and they want that now. Yeah. They want that now. Well, I'm here to tell you, I would have loved to have played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I would have loved it. I wasn't good enough. I didn't have those gifts. Nope. Find your passion and joy where it belongs. <laughs> right. But no, we want to try to create it with something that's not. Then it's not life-sustaining. 
And when it's not life-sustaining, you can't create the wake effect and you can't have a greater impact. Yeah, you can't. And we're all called to have an impact. I'm here to tell you, I'll beat this, I'll beat this, and I'll beat this. Every individual is on this earth with a purpose. The minute you are born, God has a purpose for who you are. Mm -hmm. You have to take advantage of that purpose and the platform in which he gives you. And when you're trying to you know, follow and chase the flesh and create that, it's always going to fail. Always. And even when you feel that you've found success, it's only for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're not after for momentary sex. We're after, yeah. we're after for this long-term effect. Yeah, It's just horrible. And the statistics show, guys, <laughs> this stuff ain't long-term. No. no. It's not long-term. It's not. I mean, if you're, and if you're a high school athlete, know the percentages. Eight. 0.8% play D1, D2, D3, NAIA, or JUCO, okay? Only 2.6% play D1. So if you're thinking about a college, you better make sure that you're picking the institution. Right. And you make sure you're picking your education. And if you are blessed to play a sport there, mm-hmm. enjoy it while it lasts. No doubt. But that is not your forever plan. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I'm going to kind of turn turn the page here a little bit on something else that... You know, kind of thinking over this show as we've been talking right now, I, I could hear a lot of people talking right now and be like, man, y'all really sk- skipped over, uh, you know, the privilege aspect of um, a lot of these, we'll just be blunt and say a lot of these white boys coming from, you know, homes with basketball courts in their backyard with this and that. All the and, elite training. And all the elite sure. training and this and that. And then you have, uh, you know, the, the, the black community coming from, uh, you know, coming from less and are less fortunate, which I'm, I'm not going to argue. I think I think on both sides of the ball, you you have you have that argument very, sure. very well. I just I kind of got to thinking about a little bit of my experience. And I just, again, want to put something in perspective for you all. All right. This might be minor, but this let me put things in perspective perspective as you're sitting on the sideline saying, hey, I just sold 20 jerseys. I, I want a percentage of that. OK, I went on. And again, like I said, I played played division three football. You know what I had to do? I had to buy my own socks that I'm supposed to wear on game day. On game day, okay? You're walking into a locker room on the first day of practice with a locker full of three pairs of Nike shoes, all right, with four quarter zip jackets, with sweatpants out the, out, out, you know, you got four pairs of sweatpants, sweatshirts, you name it, all right? I had to buy my game socks that I was required to wear. Okay, talk about privilege, guys. Talk about benefits. I don't want to hear this talk no more. I'm done. It's facts. I'm pretty sure your parents paid for your helmet, too. They bought my own helmet, guys. D3 and had to pay his own helmet. Like, quit this talk with, man, we're not getting enough. Your education is paid for. Man, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You know what what blows me away? Blows me away. There's a certain school here in Ohio, and it's not Ohio State. You drive a little south. Right. You go into the equipment room. Right. I, my son came home and his mouth was still on the floor because it's a bunch of swinging doors right. filled with every piece of swag, <laughs> shoes, Everything. cleats, Name headbands, warm ups, whatever you want. Yeah. And they walk in and pick as they choose. Mm-hmm. It's shopping without any type of exchange. Yep. And we talk, I ain't, got, I ain't got enough money for a pizza. You're full. Of, right. <laughs> yeah. You're you full are. of it. You are. You're full of it. Yeah. I know you are. Yeah. I know some of these college athletes, and I understand. I'm friends with a lot of guys who played D1, and some of which who went in the NFL, and I know some of them right now are annihilating me for having (laughs) this opinion. I love them. I love the athletes. They know this, and this comes from a good place. I'm telling you, the reason I take this stand is, is, and I know these guys that I'm talking about right now, you yourself are thinking the betterment of the individual. This isn't it. Right. This is not how you do it. Right. 
this right here only is going to create more separation, more inequality, and more problems. It's a fact, man. We already live in a country where our leadership creates it, we local government creates it, and now we're about to imply now our universities please create more of a problem. This is not the way to go about it. I agree. It's yeah. it's too bad. We're gonna we're we're gonna tarnish one of one of the greatest games out there. Oh, we're losing it. Yeah. We're losing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I've heard people predict you know, years ago and, and X years, you know, there will be no college football. I, mean, I just heard the other day in 10 years, football will look nothing like it looks now. Yeah, it'll die just like it did, you know, for the most part for boxing or something yep. like that. Yep, um, which blows my mind because boxing has died down, but yet we let guys kick each other in the head. It's weird. I don't get it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's really, really sad that it's become, uh, you know, this greed Mm-hmm. Um, Phil, th- and I'll tell you what, I don't put the onus of the greed strictly on the athlete. I actually put a greater onus of the greed on entities like the NCAA I agree. and on these boosters yep. and on these university presidents. Mm-hmm. That is where the greed has, 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 uh, started. That's where it was created. And now what it is, is you've created this monster and your trickle effect was a negative one. Yeah. And now you're getting that negative back. Right. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Young people do not create this stuff. They function on what they see. Yes. Okay. That, that's why they're called moldable minds. Mm-hmm. You've molded it into what it is now, and now you got to try to figure it out. And right now, the way you're trying to figure it out is not going to make it worse. Yeah. We got to be better. Yeah. Be best. Be now there is one positive that I think that would come from this. The game in CAA will come back. Oh. <laughs> for all I don't know. I'm not a gamer. Oh, for all the fans out there, guys, that game will come back. So I guess that would be the one pro that I could argue on this. That was the greatest game uh, when I was a kid. That was epic. It was a great yeah. game. And it's been gone for a few years now. Oh, quite um, a few years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just it's a sad environment. And we just make these poor choices, I think, just make things worse. And it's, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. And I hate seeing it affect um, the purity of things. Yeah. You know, I agree, and I really it just it just bothers me. No, it, the game the game will no doubt it will change tremendously. It won't be the same game. No. I mean, it won't be amateur football. It won't be amateur no. sports. It it won't be. It, it will be. We have prof- okay. It used to be. You know, watch your at least pertaining again to football. Watch your professional game on Sunday or Monday or Thursday. Now it's watch your professional stuff on uh, Friday, Saturday or Saturday, well, you Sunday, know- and. <sighs> Monday, Thursday. You know, here, here, here's, here's something that I, I think too, and I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody, but you college athletes have to understand something. We're talking strictly college. Mm-hmm. You're there for three to four years, three to five years, whether you registered or not. Yeah. Before you get there, that fan base is million strong. Right. Okay. They're wearing every jersey under the sun. They have all the gear. Yeah. When you leave, that fan base is still there. For sure. So as much as you think that that's about you. It's not. That's such a good point, Mark. Okay, it's not. That's because, such a good point. you know, people have been lifelong fans, families, generations of these universities. And as much as they appreciate the effort you give them, that fandom will continue once you're gone. Yep. So I understand that you think your value is above the university. The reality is, is the value is the university. That's correct. That's a good point. So if you'd have chosen somewhere else, those same fans would have still been there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but think about that. Yeah. Okay. And, and all this aside, guys, I, I, I definitely don't want to pull, uh, every college athlete or every, every university with this sure. mindset, because I know they're not. And so, um, for those athletes that are not thinking this way, uh, our, our hats are obviously off to you guys. Um, and 
we understand. Oh, I know. I know it's not all I mean, of them. There's, I know it's, it's not. I don't even know if it's be 50-50. I don't know what the percentage would be. I mean, um, I know there's a lot of guys out there that are so thankful. Their goal, that's why you see them crying on signing yeah. day. Because they do come from a lower income family. Right. And now they've signed a piece of paper that says, we're going to pay for your college education. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. They know that and they yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you, on average, $90,000 for a four-year degree. Right. And if you're a private school, which we, there's a lot of them out there, mm-hmm. that's $120,000. Right, on average. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's a lot you're of going to better me. You're going to better my children, my parents, my family, my nieces. You can do so. Guys, education knows no bounds. Well, a lot of these eventually athletes, money runs out. A lot of these athletes are getting that check wrote for X dollars for a four X year degree, whatever it might yeah. be, and they're the first generation to go to college. Hundred percent. So, so talk about talk about an opportunity that you've just been given to set yeah. the standard for the generations to come. That's what we're all supposed to do. Yeah. So. No, fantastic. Hey, so if you enjoyed today's show, uh, it's, it's brought to you uh, strictly by one man, uh, and it isn't Josh, and it ain't me. His name is Lincoln Meekle. Tip Hat Media. That's it. Um, I, I say it all the time. The guy is a mad genius when it comes to production, uh, cameras, video work, mm-hmm. uh, any of the special effects you see here behind us throughout the show. Um, that is all him. Uh, he's got such a creative mind. Mm-hmm. Here is an individual who I uh, know went through high school and probably looked at college athletes and said, I'd love to be able to do some of the things I'm seeing. Sure. But the reality is... His passion and his platform was created with this, his creative bounds of cameras and video, uh, his drone work. Yeah. And he brings that all to you for a service. Um, talk, so it, talk about a five-star videographer or yeah. you know, content creator, whatever you want, might want to call I mean, it. yeah, if, if you put this guy in one of those rivals or 247 sports, <laughs> he, right. he's the elite elite and he's a first-round draft pick. <laughs> no doubt. Okay? No I mean, he, he's the guy you're going to trade for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wants to bring all that to you. So if you're uh, any form of a company, it doesn't matter if you're in the food industry, building industry, uh, real estate, this guy can get your company on the map and he can really take your vision and make it pop. Yes. Yeah. You know, and For sure. I think the thing we say on here all the time is about being relatable. Mm-hmm. Lincoln makes your business relatable. Right. How big or how small you are, he has a knack of making your business come to life. Yeah. And really showing people uh, your strengths and doing it in such a creative way. Yeah. So we're very fortunate to work with Tip Hat Media, tiphatmedia.com. Uh, you can find him on the gram, at Tip Hat Media. Yeah. Um, and just really check him out. Give the guy a call. I know he's just getting flooded with work right now. Um, but he, once again, his other superpower is he finds a way to make time for everybody. He does. And he was just telling me he's, he's, he's really swamped right now, guys. Yeah. Um, but like Mark, like Mark said, guys, he will find the time for you. Um, just because he is that, he is that type of that entrepreneur, um, that business owner that cares about you. He cares about your product. Um, We have seen that firsthand. You guys get to experience that as well. I experienced that with my other businesses. Um, The best of the best, guys. We will continue to say, uh, I mean, for as long as this. We would not be near successful without Lincoln. For sure. That's that's the truth. No doubt. Um, No doubt. I mean, And I'm excited to tell you, too, uh, we have another sponsor that's coming to us very, very soon. Uh, The minute he gets some information to Lincoln, Lincoln, um, and uh, we can do it right. Uh, So we'll be launching another sponsor for the show, and we're very excited about uh, having them join us. Uh, It's uh, some people that we've had. I know personally I've had the opportunity to work with. Just an amazing company, a good group of uh, men. And uh, we're really excited about bringing them on board. We are. We are. Because we've said it before in the show, guys. We, we don't just bring on and welcome anybody. No. No. Um, these companies that we've, we've talked about and bring on to our show, uh, they, have, they, 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 they have to reach a standard that you know, we hold ourselves to. Well, and, and the truth is, is uh, they're a reflection of us. They are. And we want to make sure we all carry the same values. Correct. And these companies, you know, Visionary Meals with Josh and uh, 
you know, tip at media with Lincoln, I, I will stand by them anywhere no doubt. Uh, on For any sure. platform. Um, yeah. And this new company that's coming in, Stay tuned, um, guys. I would gladly uh, stand by them on any platform as well. Product, so. their product's amazing. I, I'm excited. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to get to it too fast, but I'm excited to talk yeah. about them, guys, because um, I've heard amazing things, and I can't wait to just experience a little yeah. bit more of it. So, so. it's uh, it's good stuff. Good things are happening here on Deliberately Linked. No doubt. Um, we always appreciate your content. We For appreciate sure. any type of criticism. We ourselves are constantly trying to improve, and we want to improve with you yeah. because we want to bring you the best show we can. For sure. Yeah. yeah, that's very good, guys. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Just a quick reminder, we, again, are on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, shoot us a quick follow. Uh, if you would like to listen or view our uh, podcast, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and, of course, iTunes, guys. Uh, so, YouTube. Or YouTube. Excuse YouTube. Me, I say one twice, yeah. Yeah, so, so if you want to see these ugly faces, go to YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listening is easier. Yeah. Listening is easier. Yeah. But again, the content that Lincoln puts together is great on YouTube. So yeah. check it out if you're at home. Um, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Delivery link. We will be back next week. So don't don't miss out on that. And again, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're on so you know you are notified when our episode releases. So thanks again, guys. Delivery link. Signing out. See you next time.